The following podcast will contain spoilers, strong language, graphic violence, and nudity. Viewer discretion is advised. I've got a weather prediction for you. It's going to be cold. It's going to be gray. And it's going to last you the rest of your life. Four guys and a movie. Four guys and a movie. Don't I try and rob at your reviewing movies for the show. Four guys and a movie. Cute theme song. (laughs) (laughs) Hey everybody, what's going on? It is the Four Guys and a Movie podcast where... A bunch of guys get together and talk about movies. It's fun. I'm your host this week, Rob, joined by my pals. Will. Tony Ryerson. And <laughs> Punks Tony Joe. Hey. <clears throat> this uh, episode, we are digging way back into the 90s for Groundhog Day. Groundhog Rob, Day. Mm. is it too early for flapjacks? It's never too early for flapjacks. <laughs> <laughs> is it too early for sex is i believe the subtext of this movie <laughs> hey will have you ever seen groundhog day before oh yeah this is a classic um my dad's a big bill murray fan so we had all these all the bill murray's uh movies on vhs and it was definitely a constant rotation and what did you what did you think about it like the first I think as a kid, you think it's hilarious, and yeah. it's like, haha, this guy's like having to do same same thing every day, and oh, he's trying to like smooch this girl, and like, oh, it's so fun. Then watching it as a an adult, you're like, goddamn, this is dark. <laughs> uh, Joe, how about you? You know, I don't know if I've. Ever... Oh, we lost you. You lost me. Hello. Yeah, we, we got you now. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever actually seen the beginning of this movie, um, but I know I, I've seen it from the middle on well, a lot of times. Yeah. Like at the part before they arrive in Punxsutawney, I don't know if I had ever seen that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I would say that that's mostly inconsequential. Oh, yeah. Really? But All right. Yeah. And what did you think about it before uh, before today? Oh, I would always watch it when it's on. Yeah. I, I always uh, in, got a good chuckle. Out of the Groundhog Day. Uh, small aside, uh, how do you feel about the uh, Snake Eyes movie? How do I feel? Yeah, being our yeah. G.I. Joe guy. Uh, I mean, I it's far too long removed for me to care. <laughs> um, okay. And G.I. Joe, I never really... Like, I liked the cartoon when I was a kid because I had the toys and whatnot. But that was one of those things that I've never been like, this should be a cinematic work. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, we got the G.I. Joe movie. That was enough. Mm. No one's yeah. going to replace Don Johnson. And then Snake Eyes, I was never all that wild about, but that I don't think I ever really had the figure. Gotcha. All right. Tony, Groundhog Day. Oh, yeah. I've definitely seen this uh, in its entirely entirety at least once or twice. Um, I'm sure I've caught bits of it here and there because I think it played at one point on like TBS or something every Groundhog's Day. Um, so... I've definitely seen this more than once. And what did you think of it before today? Uh, kind of with Will, like I just, oh, this is a cute, fun movie, and now it's kind of, I mean, I appreciate it more now, but I also do see more of the darker side of things. Hmm. Yeah, I'm about on the same same level. I've I've seen this movie an uncomfortable amount of times. <laughs> 
and a, ground, th- a groundhog level number yeah, of times. Yeah, for real. And I think it's probably just stemming from the fact that it was on like TBS and all those channels like constantly. constantly. Uh, and every time it was on, I was like, oh, this is a completely innocuous kind of thing I can watch. Um, yeah. So there you go. So who's in this film? Or tell us some trivia about this film. Dealer's choice. Uh, Tony, Tony goes first here. All right. Tony, go first. Okay. So. Uh, I need to come up with a gimmick. You do. All right. I'll work on it. Okay. How many I... Mr. Skin scenes are <laughs> Oh, Jesus. All right. So. He's in the shower. Yeah. Obviously, it's Groundhog's Day from 1993. Uh, directed by the late, great Harold Ramis, who I forgot the number of bad what movies a, he's done. What a fat ass he is in this film. Wow. No, I didn't forget that. But, um. <laughs> he also I did. He had a cameo in it. Yeah. That's a, a big twinkie. But he did uh, Caddyshack, National Lampoon's Vacation, as well as Multiplicity and Bedazzled. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it came to casting for Phil Connors, originally they wanted Tom Hanks, and then they considered uh, others such as Steve Martin, John Travolta, and Chevy Chase, but they were all considered too nice. I would love to see Steve Martin do this movie. Tom Hanks, I think, would have been very. It would have been a different vibe. Totally. It'd be too, yeah, it'd be well, too. This was, this was right before Tom Hanks was like, "I'm going to be a serious actor and win all the Oscars." Yeah, yeah. This is like Turner and Hooch. Yeah, but right pre-Forrest Gump. I can't see him like you know stealing a car and driving it off a cliff. Or no, Bill Murray was the perfect casting for this. Yeah. Uh, but they also at one point looked at uh, Michael Keaton, who turned it down because he found it too confusing. <laughs> He's like, am I raping this chick or what? Uh, it, apparently in the final shot, when they, you know, kind of go over the gate instead of through it, that's because the gate was in fact frozen shut. Mm-hmm. And they wow. couldn't get it open. Uh, when trying to get the, you know, the acting direction directions, Murray, I guess, told Ramis, just tell me. Good Phil or bad Phil just did his thing. Okay. Uh, Harold Ramis also told them during the snowball fight to throw the snowballs at him as hard as they possibly could, which of course <laughs> caused him to say fuck it and throw them as back as hard as he could. Nice. Uh, and the don't drive angry line was improvised to try and cover for the fact that the groundhog was clearly agitated and did not want to be there <laughs> held in that scene uh, and even bit him multiple times Damn. to the point where he needed some uh, medical you know attention and uh, some anti-rabies injections and such nice jeez Peter was like what about the groundhog's lines uh they were all improvised okay yeah so want to guess how much this money the movie cost to make i got a question before we do that okay Shoot. in any of the trivia you looked at or anything like that were there were there any uh breakdowns of how long people think that phil spent in the groundhog day loop uh yeah there's quite a few um it's like ten thousand like, years or something or like well, at like one point they thought, days. yeah, at one point there was discussion of, you know, the idea was it was going to be like 10,000 years. I believe during a commentary, Harold Ramis said ultimately it was probably about 10 years. 
Jesus. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. I was I was thinking about that. I would lose track. There'd be no way I would be able to keep an accurate yeah. count of how many days went by. I couldn't write it down anywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think that somebody also said, like, if you actually count it out, you only see, like, I think it was like 36 days pass. Mm. Right. But, but that doesn't count like the days where he was like learning how to be an ice. Right. Like, yes. Mastering piano and ice sculpting and French. <laughs> exactly. Does that answer your question? Yeah, that's good. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to say $8 million for the uh, budget. Oh, yeah. I'll say $12 million. Um, $12 million and a dollar. Ooh, bastard. Uh, good call, I guess. It was uh, 14 and a half. Mm. Okay. Nice. Yeah, I knew it had to be higher than 12, but not by a lot. So a dollar? Mm-hmm. Nice. Guess how much it made? I'm going to say 25. 25 and a dollar. Um, one dollar. Was seventy-one million. Wow! Damn. All right. I just wanted to be a jerk and make sure that Rob could not, in any way, (laughs) win this. That's fine. Fair. But yeah, this is a uh, you know widely praised movie. Most people think it's you know like one of the best comedies of all time. Okay. Yeah. Um. I don't know what I was about to say. (laughs) I completely lost my train of thought. So, uh, yeah, 14 million gets you a Bill Murray. Yep. Gets you an Andy McDowell. Mm-hmm. Uh, I should say, Bill Murray is playing Phil Connors. Uh, Andy McDowell is playing Rita. And you got a Chris Elliott as uh, Larry. Uh, and if you get a Bill Murray, it's not hard to get a Brian Doyle Murray <laughs> as Buster. You get one of those for like yeah, a quarter of the price. Yeah, it's hard yeah. not really. And we'll even yeah. throw in a Stephen Tobolowski for free. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's really all of the principal characters right there. There's a few minor ones, but there's really not a lot of cast in this film. A lot of just background extras. True that. True that. Yeah, nobody else really has any. There's, like, characters, but they're not, like, really worth noting. Yeah. 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 There's Punks well, Tony Phil, who I guess deserves an honorable yeah. mention, but it's mm. about, about... There will be one or two that I'll bring up later, but... Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I think I think Dan Aykroyd was playing the groundhog. <laughs> so I think uh, he went uncredited for that. Really good makeup. <laughs> That's where all the budget was. <laughs> Sitting in Bill Murray's lap, driving the car. <laughs> it's I'm the story of his career. Vodka. <laughs> Watch out for UFOs. All right. So this film begins uh, with just a shot of some clouds. Yeah, it's weird. I had no, like, I've seen this, all the times I've seen this movie, I did not remember that. Yeah, I don't remember ending with the clouds either. It's playing into the weatherman thing a little more than I remembered or realized. I guess it's like a Pixar movie. Yeah, or like the, keep waiting for the Warner Brothers logo to come (laughs) up. (laughs) All right. So you got sourpuss Bill Murray here. He's doing the weather. He's talking about uh, that a blizzard is not going to hit the Pittsburgh area. And then he's talking about he's going to go to Punxsutawney to cover um, the uh, Groundhog Day festivities. And uh, yeah, right when it goes off the air, he's got um, hairs to split with uh, his co-anchor his production assistant. He's just going after everybody. And uh, here's where you meet Rita, the uh, producer that's going to be working with him. She's uh, blue screening it up. She's got a blue jacket on. So she's just like floating hands and a head on the weather report. Like and an then angel. now um, like an angel. 
Yeah. And, and so she's played by Andy McDowell. Mm-hmm. And have you ever told my Andy McDowell story on the podcast? Uh, no, please no. enlighten us. Okay, so uh, she, as you can tell from her accent, she's a Southerner. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So she was born in South Carolina, and, and at a certain point, she was uh, she moved to the western part of North Carolina, the same area that I'm, I'm from. And there was a period in my dad's career as a minister where he like wasn't at a church. He was kind of like uh, in charge of a lot of different churches in the area. So therefore, like we didn't have a home base for church. And one Sunday we went to like the big church in Asheville, North Carolina, which is like the biggest city in Western North Carolina. And we were running really late. I don't know why. I don't remember why. Um, But we had to be escorted to like a side area of the church where there was only like 10 seats. And, like, after we showed up, uh, Andy McDowell and her two daughters showed up and were also, like, in this little side chapel with us. And I remember both of her daughters had, like, bunnies. I guess she'd given them Easter bunnies. as Like, real bunnies? Yeah. Like, they were just bunnies to church? Yeah. Little bunnies just shitting in their laps Probably. (laughs) But now, like, I I realize that, like, those, those two kids are, like, actresses now. So that's kind kind of cool. Now, how did how did they manage the bunnies? Because I know you went to a snake handling church. <laughs> had to keep them away. <laughs> had to keep them away from the rattlers. <laughs> they were it was actually uh, they were actually sacrificed. Okay, that makes more I, sense now. I hope it's also not the shirt the the church where they um let the eagle loose and like uh played the majestic americana <laughs> music as they flew into the giant window <laughs> well, i'm not familiar with and that then it picked up uh, but it picked up the rabbits along the way uh watch watch that it's it's awful they just they thought that they would be so impressive with the the eagle flying around in the inside the mega church just they let like, an eagle loose? yeah so i thought you said i thought you said evil and i thought it was like uh, some no. interpretive dance that they did Nope. So the eagle's flying around. It sees the big ass window. It's like, screw you guys. I'm out of here. It just yeah. flies into the glass. Oh, that's falls so... on the ground. Oh, it's pretty I, brutal. I've seen a video of um, some college mascot was the Eagles, and they let their the eagle go in the in the football stadium, and it went rogue and like attacked some people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, you know, wild animal. It's cool. He's got six inch talons. It'll be fine. Public yeah. service announcement from the Four Ham Podcast. Don't play with eagles. You don't. They are Let them be. Pray. <laughs> yep. All right. So that's my Andy McDowell story. She's seen, I think my dad remembers that like we spoke briefly and she was pretty nice. So that's pretty cool. Well, oh. did Andy, was Andy McDowell just a floating head in a pair of hands during that story? Uh, yeah. She was filled with the Holy Spirit. She was filled with Christ's right. love. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, thanks, Andy McDowell, if you're listening, we, uh, we love you. We're on your side. <laughs> All right. So. While they're driving the Punxsutawney, you get the most generic ass like "I'm your weatherman" kind of love song. Yeah, yeah. Um, was, that, uh, was was that Bruce Willis doing a little, doing a little song? It, it very well there? could have been. Um, you basically you get some banter in the van. Phil's just like, "Oh, I hate going to Punxsutawney. I hate Larry. Um, you're okay, Rita, because I want to sleep with you." And then like they show up at, at the hotel in uh punk's tawny and he's like i'm not staying here and rita's like no that's fine you're going to a bed and breakfast i'll stay here i'm not staying uh, at this shithole that you're staying at (laughs) yeah so then phil shows up at his bed and breakfast checks in uh goes to sleep and uh it begins 6 a.m i got you babe plays you know bill murray gets up he uh 
says uh, he talks to a guy in the hallway asking if he's going to see the ground dog. I mean, the groundhog um, goes, talks to the uh, um, the lady who runs the bed and breakfast. Uh, and, you know, he's like, do you have an espresso? And she's like, I'll see if we have that in the kitchen. And, Was that um, a thing in the 90s? Like espresso, cappuccino? Yes. That like uh, a- well, you were you were a yuppie motherfucker. Yeah, I think it's you like a carryover from the yuppie, the whole yuppie thing. Just yeah. establishing, I think, that he's an asshole. Okay. So that was this like is before big- Starbucks where you could just get that shit anywhere. Yeah, like the big dick swinging, like, yeah, oh, this- cappuccino. Yeah. This like, was around it- the beginning of the Fraser movement. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, it doesn't even seem like his character would be a espresso cappuccino guy but it's almost like he was doing it to be a dick yeah yes because now it's like just everybody just drinks coffee or Mm. you know if if you get that it's like i'm a a teenage girl i'm gonna get a latte or orange mocha frappuccino yeah (laughs) so yeah so he gets in a freak gasoline fight accident with the uh the oh man better breakfast (laughs) no so no, he, she's asking if he's going to check out today. He's like, chance of departure, 100%. And then he goes into a routine that we'll see many, many times over, where he comes around a corner, sees a homeless man, ignores him, runs into needle-nosed Ned Ryerson, mm-hmm. who wants to sell him some life insurance. Uh, and like he's like, I would like to stay and talk to you, but I won't. And then just walks away. Uh, but Ned's chasing him, so he steps in this giant pothole. Right. Um, this hole, this hole. Yeah, it's like if if a horse stepped in this hole, you'd have to put a bullet in its head. Like, yeah, no, that horse would be dead. It's three friggin' feet deep, and this mm-hmm. dude steps in it every time. You think like a the first time he stepped in it, you think like his leg would just snap off at the knee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just had a thought. Maybe that is like the time portal that started the mm, the time be. loop. <laughs> the only explanation of why it would be there. So now he arrives at the strangely named Gobbler's Knob. <laughs> yep. Where, it's like where, their version of Make Out Point. Yeah. We all had a had a chuckle, and uh, I guess that's where Punk Satani Phil hangs out. Yeah, hangs out. So, yeah. <laughs> that's where they Hanging stuff brain. him. That's, that's where, where they, they... they stuff him in a tree trunk. <laughs> when they let him out of that one-by-one-foot cage that he's kept in 364 days out of the year. <laughs> in Brian so, Murray's basement. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you get the groundhog ritual. He is pulled out and presented before the crowd who they cheers. Gentle. That groundhog's my wife. <laughs> Who cheers in amazement, probably thinking they're going to eat it later. And um, while this is happening, Phil, uh, he gives a little um, spiel. And then he, uh, you know, he's hitting on Rita when um, they're not on the air. We find out there will be six more weeks of winter. And uh, Phil's like, all right, let's get the fuck out of here. We got to escape. before." Um, but that blizzard he said that was going to miss Pittsburgh is not missing Pittsburgh. They're they're stuck. Uh, they they go on the highway. They uh they can't get past this tractor trailer truck that's blocking the whole highway. They have to turn back around uh, and stop at a gas station where uh, all the phone lines are also down from blizzard. And oh my god, was this the first time I ever realized how terribly green screen that was? Mm. And, uh, when he's talking to the police officer. Oh, I oh yeah. No, they're they're in two separate shots. Oh yeah. Oh, wow. Like, I, I never really, like, 
I don't think I cared enough to pay attention to it to that degree, but like this this time watching it, I was just like, holy shit, that is fake as hell. Yeah, I don't think Bill Murray was ever on that set. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, he's talking about, you know, is there a line for celebrities? Is there a line for emergencies? And he's like, well, I'm a celebrity in an emergency. And then he's hit in the face with a snow shovel by someone walking by. And uh, he caps his day off back at the bed and breakfast with a cold shower. He goes to bed because uh, there's no hot water, uh, I guess, on Groundhog Day. <laughs> yeah, what is, what is yeah. the deal with that? I had a note about that. Like, what, what kind of establishment is this old lady running where there's not no hot water at night? Yeah. The guy that usually sits in the, the water reservoir to warm it up takes Groundhog Day off every year. Yeah, like, what is that? You just, like, I, do they uh, ration waters water on certain days? <laughs> yeah. My guess is it's either just a tiny bed and breakfast so they didn't have enough hot water for everybody, or because of the snowstorm, whatever they got going on was not enough. I guess. So, um... And also, now, he got in the. He was in the shower when he turned it on, which is just a fucking dumb. Yeah, move. who? Come yeah. on. Come yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Rookie. you test that water before you get in there. Rookie also, move. what the hell was to put your hand over the faucet and try to like adjust? No, nah, you get out. Right. Like once it's like that, fuck it. Either get out or back up so the faucet can't hit you, or turn the faucet so it can't like uh, hit you with the water anymore. Yeah. Either way, he wakes no. up the next day, six a.m. Same, I got you, babe. The The people are saying the same exact thing they said yesterday. They say it's Groundhog Day. Runs into the same dude in the in the hallway. She freaks out on him and calls him Porkchop. <laughs> and that's um, that character's name now. <laughs> yep. yep. You know, talks to the, uh, the you know, innkeeper and uh, tells her this time there's like a 80 to 75% chance of departing. Uh, runs into the same homeless man, same Ned, same pothole. Uh, same ceremony, except this time he's just like, he's like, I already did this. No one believes him. He drops the mic and gets out of there. Um, then he goes, takes another cold shower, and you see right before bed, he um, breaks a pencil and puts one on the alarm and one on the uh, the table, one half of it. Uh, then the alarm goes off, 6 a.m., I got you, babe. The pencil's back together. And, uh, yeah, Phil starts freaking out. Now he's just running from everybody. Um, yeah, apparently also, uh, originally at some point, I think maybe there, uh, he was supposed to have a freak out and totally like go Tommy Wiseau in the whole room <laughs> and wreck everything <laughs> and then wake up and it's all back together. Hump wow. someone's dress. <laughs> yeah, including the dress. Throw off. the TV out the window. I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he, um. He runs from the homeless man, runs from dead, uh, still steps in the pothole, uh, runs from the ceremony, basically skips it, and goes uh, to the diner with Rita afterwards. Rita's all pissed because she's like, you just fucking fucked up the whole thing we came down here to do. And um, he's like, I need help. So she's like, go get some medical help. Go see Harold Ramis. He's a neurologist, apparently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Harold's like, your brain's fine. You just suck. So he goes to a psychologist who looks like he he just got his like uh, BA in psychology or BS in psychology. He's all proud he, of the fact that he just, that got, he, he just he, got his uh, Tim Burton in psychology. Yeah, it's a Brian. Oh, Brian, what's up, fellas? Not much. How you be? Sweet. Uh, I'll be all right. Sweet man. What I miss? 
Uh, we are, we're at the scene where Phil's at the psychologist. Okay. And, uh, he basically, the guy's like, come back tomorrow. Phil decides he would better use his time by just smothering himself with the pillow. Because well, that is, uh, you know, it's such a dumb move to be like, yeah. oh, your problem is you feel like you're reliving the same day. We'll come back tomorrow. Like, fuck you, man. Yeah. So he just he's used to the... people dealing with uh, like groundhog related issues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He treats groundhog day related problems. Not, uh, not this nonsense. So um, I do want, want to point out that yeah. um, this 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 area of the movie right here. Uh, reminds me how fucked up this movie like it really is because there's no way whatever insurance he had would have got him to see a, a, a psychiatrist and a medical doctor <laughs> all the same day. <laughs> no way. Maybe, Maybe in a small town though. 1993 <laughs> insurance might be able to. Well, not only that, it's Groundhog Day. You think all those places will be closed? <laughs> yeah. So uh, real quick, just, yep. just real quick, I apologize, Joe. Brian, have you seen this movie before? Um, yes, 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 I have. Um, <laughs> what, was, what, was your, what was your opinion of this movie up until today? Um, I, was, I, I, I thought it was a great movie. I mean, you know, it's, it, it's, it, I always watch it every time it came on just because how outrageous it gets and all, all that kind of shit. But, uh, but yeah, you know, it, it, it's a great movie. I think everyone, everyone loves this movie. Who, who doesn't love this movie? I don't know. Show, it's probably Joe. Probably Joe doesn't. Well, I mean, we'll find uh, out. You. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Which, so, by the way, means Rob. Yeah. <laughs> There are uh, there are two um, like hillbillies you see throughout this movie um, that fills now yokels. Yeah. yokels whatever. <laughs> I um, think it's the hillbillies. All right, I don't I don't know my my various redneck tears. My apologies, they're yokels. Yeah, well, the one guy looks like Barney Grumble in real life. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Like if they so, did a Simpsons live action movie, they'd have to get him for Barney. They're getting drunk at the bowling alley, and um, you know Phil's talking about some day where he was in some island, met a lady, they made love like sea otters, yep. whatever that means. Mm-hmm. Uh, it means they they broke open clams on their chest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they uh, shellfish were involved. They go to bed holding each other in the water so they yeah. don't float away. <laughs> so. Um, they're both way too drunk to drive. So Phil's like, all right, I'll drive. Um, and so when he gets them all in the car, just suicidal, you know, he's like, well, what would you do if you were, you know, you were living the same day over and over and over again? They're like, well, I'd do whatever I want because there'd be no consequences. That's my life now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. One of them did say that. Yeah. (laughs) So Phil's like, all right. I feel that. Fuck it, let's go on a little rampage here. Not hit a mailbox. Um, starts like you know getting chased by the cops. Drives on the railroad track. Plays chicken with a train. He's like, I'm betting he's gonna swerve first. And uh, you know he finally crashes into a car, and um, the cop just casually walks up just, there to the window, just saunters over. <laughs> and, well, so yeah, this is '93. <laughs> yeah. The cops, uh, you know, he, he basically just gives like a fast food order to the cop when he comes to the window. Um, and that's when, you know, he, he orders a bunch of stuff and the guy's like, is it too early for flapjacks? Uh, so then Phil gets thrown in jail, wakes up the next day. He's out of jail, you know, back where he was before. Now he's happy. Now he's like, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. Um, you know, tells the uh, 
the innkeeper. He's going to stay for another day. Um, still avoids the. Her. What's that? He kisses her. Yep. Still avoids the homeless guy. Just fucking punches Ned right in the face. <laughs> Jumps over the pothole. And then I got to give him the fat chat nomination here. Because after the, um, you know, doing the news, he uh, just goes to the diner. And he's like, I'm ordering everything. I'm eating fucking everything. <clears throat> Glorious. Consequences now, be damned. Now, here's the thing. Yep. He may be immune to the long-term effects of this meal, uh-huh. but he is not immune to the almost immediate diarrhea fountain that's going to launch from his anus after eating all that sugar. It looked like a couple of milkshakes. He was, chugging, he was chugging coffee, like, straight yeah. out the, the pitcher. Like, come on, whole piece of cake in his mouth. At once. At once. <laughs> so, when we progress to the part where he's trying to kill himself... I, I hope one of the times he's just like, I got to see how much food I could eat before I die. <laughs> we're we're going to seven this up. <laughs> anyway. um, So yeah, he eats everything. Just yeah. It's like one shot takes a whole piece of cake in his mouth. Well, Rita um, reads a poem uh, called the wretch. Uh, and he's talking about, he's not afraid of anything anymore. And then on the way out the diner, he's just like, hey, Nancy, I'm going to get all your personal information and walk away. Just the creepiest, the yeah. creepiest human being there ever was. Fucking like, str- stranger danger. Like he, the perspective he takes on, on his whole predicament is he treats it like, like a video game. He's yep. like, all right, if I just learn about this part and I come back the next time, I'll, I can I can pass it. And yeah. that's what you sold. Like for the next like, so like, much- an es- like an escape room where it's like you slowly have to put all the clues together. Yeah. And if you die, you're like, okay, well, I know I, I got it for this point last time. He's it, it, pulling, he's pulling up, you know, can 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 I flirt with this person and, and, and get something? Yeah. It, oh, it worked. Okay, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a random NPCs you, you talk to, but like, you're like, can, can I do anything with this person? Like, <laughs> so he basically sets up a date with with Nancy, um, gets her back in his his room. Getting the makeouts with her, calls her Rita. She's like freaking out because of that. So he's like, I want you to marry me. You know, she agrees to that. Still calls her Rita. Which, like, how fucking crazy is she? Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, so crazy. She literally just, just met him today. He he, he made her think that they, that they went to school together, but this, the, this is their first time going out. He's like, I love you, marry me. She goes, okay. Like, like yeah. Like, what? It's like, no, I just I just have a weird thing for Rita Repulsa from the Power Rangers. It's a new show. <laughs> it just came out. So, um, yeah, he basically, he gets himself involved in a marriage, then, you know, uses the uh, the looping day to get out of that. And who hasn't uh, done that? Come on. What's guys. that? Who hasn't done that? Yeah. Then he, um, you know, because he now he knows like everyone's routine, so he knows exactly how to rip off an armored car. Um, fucking steals his money bag, gets some sort of fancy ass car, shows up to the movies as a cowboy with a woman in a French maid outfit. Got to be a prostitute, like armed. Yeah, he was armed too. He was (laughs) armed. He had a piece. I don't know if she was a prostitute, Rob. No, she was a prostitute. He's clearly in predator mode so he's going after everybody in the town yeah but um like he like you know how he knows everything about everybody in the town Mm -hmm. he knew nothing about her he didn't even know how old she was well he didn't he he was acting there he didn't care okay yeah (laughs) Yeah. so um turns out 
with all of the, you know, the world at his fingertips here, all he wants is is Rita, which he can't get. Which is probably uh, why at this point he wants her. Yep. So he, uh, we, we go into like the kind of the third phase of this movie where all it is is basically him just trying to get with Rita. Yeah. Uh, so he finds out what her perfect man description is and he slowly starts like molding himself to be that, but well, fairly he's like, disingenuously. He's like gaslighting her from, yeah. Yeah. for like however many days. Because he, like he's, he he's met her yesterday. She met him yesterday for yeah. the first time. It, I don't know. It's just I think is this is the thing I was talking about at the beginning where as a kid you're like haha this is funny but now looking at it like with 2021 eyes you're like oh my god this is fucking insane. Yeah, no he's he's shitty. Like he he is <laughs> yeah. shitty. So yeah, he um you know rather than actually take on the qualities that she's looking for, he is just figuring out how he can proxy them and set up the perfect day for her. Right. Let's just manipulate her into bed. Yep. Um, it almost works. So he fucking just straight out rips a part out of the van, which I'm guessing he's just doing every day now. Um, <laughs> it's it's like a it's like a video game. It yeah, really is like you just learn the level. Yeah, that, like, that, that's, right. how, that's how it goes. Up. Like walk over here, do this. Walk over here, set this up. And you see, basically, he's he's going through. Um, every day and getting progressing a little bit further in his date with Rita before he fucks it up because he's not <laughs> actually what he's trying to be. Yeah, he's still right. a shitty person. So, <laughs> and it's yeah. like, and 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 you know, Rita the character is just not the type of person who's going to sleep with a guy like on a first date, essentially. Right. Yeah. And he, his goal is to every day be like, no, I'm going to make her be the kind. I'm going to be the kind of person that changes her mind to sleep with someone mm-hmm. the day after she meets him. And it's just like, I you're fucking her. crazy, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, it does work in the end. But it doesn't. No, it doesn't. He, they don't have he, sex. He legit changes his, his yeah. person actually changes. He's no longer that person. That Phil died. He is no longer that person by the end of the movie. So it's a different person. That yeah, but he likes. does still change her to be the kind of person that will sleep no, with someone. They don't, first but they don't have sex that night. Yeah. yeah. They, oh, that's true. Yeah, she I does spend they, the night, but yeah, they don't have but sex. That's more because she cares about him as a genuine right. person. Yeah. So they have like romantic things happen, but the whole time you're knowing you're like, oh, this motherfucker's just, you know. <laughs> Manipulating circumstances for all of this to yeah, occur. It's, it's cute and and funny, but it's the underlying thing is shitty. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Like now, as an adult, when I watch this, because I watched this when I was like in my teens and you know, yeah. whatever. Now, when I watch it, I'm like, this is creepy. Oh yeah. Like this it, dude is <laughs> like how many quote unquote yeah. years of his life did he spend to learn French? Yeah. Or days. Yeah. Whatever, but still, like. Crazy. And, and imagine like. The horror on Rita when she when she's like back in his hotel room and he's like, oh, I got your favorite book here. I got your favorite ice cream on the window. Like, I know everything about you. Do you love me now? Yeah, I know all your favorite things. (laughs) So it degenerates into just a slap montage. All all these end with her slapping him. And I like the final one where they're outside her hotel room and she slaps him and then uh, he opens the door for her so she could go in. (laughs) And then, yeah, he um, he uh, he sees some ice sculptures on the way home, and he's like, "I got an idea," but that doesn't go anywhere for a while because now it cuts to the next day where Phil wakes up and has basically just lost his entire spirit here, and he uh just freaks out on everyone at the the bed and breakfast, freaks out on uh, Rita and Larry during the the newscast, 
um, gives her the worst weather forecast ever that Rob <laughs> quoted at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> Basically asks Larry if he wants to fight. <laughs> um, and then he's like, he's like, this is all the groundhog's fault. And he has to be stopped. <laughs> and I'm going to be the one to stop him. <laughs> yep. And he just Side it, note, um, I have groundhogs in, 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 my, in my yard. <laughs> and you're going to be the one to stop them. I, I wish I try. I I I have not tried to kill them yet. I've I've tried to to, to uh, uh like put stones around so they can't dig in those areas. I've, I tried coyote piss. Uh, I worked a little bit, uh, but, but they, they come on back. Did Ryan. you try getting a pickup truck with one? Yeah. Have you tried teaching them to, the to drive yet? No, not yet. That's next. Now, did you did you milk the coyotes yourself? No, 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 no. They, they actually sell sell coyote piss. It's a. <laughs> oh my! God. Did Who's you say? <laughs> You oh, John? you can get that anywhere. Mean, I got. I know a guy. You mean John? <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, have you guys seen the video going around of the um, the guy um, get his wife's getting attacked by a bobcat, and he just mm-hmm. like picks it up. He's oh, yeah. holding the bobcat in front of him, and he's like, he's like it's a that's a bobcat. goddamn bobcat!" And fucking throws it overhead across his yard. <laughs> yeah, it was just a end bobcat. over end. He's yeah, a North Carolina. Cat. It's like him and his wife are like having a nice morning. They're like, okay, bye. See you, honey. Like, well, have a good day. If, I don't know where this look, fucking bobcat. If you look, she, she has a pet in an animal carrier. And it yeah. was going it was going for, 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 for the animal carrier. Oh, wow. Mm. Rob, Rob, it would be like. It, it? Yeah, it's like your favorite thing in the world. Like, he just hucks this. <laughs> This animal oh, end over end. Now, now let's let's clarify before I get letters. I know, it's not uh, a puppet. Yeah, I like it when it 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 is tossed gingerly off camera and then suddenly turns into a puppet flying at the speed of light. That's that's <laughs> my uh, that's my favorite thing. Yeah, it's like that, but it's real. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so he he kisses Rita on the cheek, tells her that you know they did spend a wonderful day together. And then just goes and steals the groundhog and drives off. And I like the whole, like, the things you could get away with just taking the direct approach. Because he just walks up, takes the groundhog. Everyone's like, hey, you can't do that. And he just gets in the pickup truck and drives off. So now you have one police officer, one Brian Doyle Murray, <laughs> and a news team chasing uh, after him. And yeah, here's where we get the, the iconic scene where he's letting the groundhog drive the car. He's like, that's not bad for a quadruped. <laughs> and uh, they drive into a quarry. It's a dead end. Um, they're stuck there. And I love um, the far shots where you see the stunt driver, which clearly just has a groundhog puppet on one of his arms. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like way bigger than Bill Murray. Now that's my favorite thing. <laughs> yeah. And then he just fucking just drives the pickup truck right off the cliff. It's this sweet ass, like flipping pickup truck crash. Larry's like, yeah, he's, he's probably okay. And then it fucking explodes. <laughs> um, so now Phil's resurrected. So he tries to kill himself a bunch of different ways. He electrocutes himself with a toaster, jumps in front of a truck, uh, leaps from the top of a tall tower. And, uh, yeah, you know, nothing like every day he wakes up and he's fine. Yeah. So now he's like, all right, I'm just going to tell Rita what's going on because now I know everything. So he tells Rita that that he's a god and mm-hmm. that he knows everything. And maybe God doesn't know everything because he's omniscient. Maybe he's just been around a while. And uh, yeah, he he's like telling her everything about all the people in the diner. He's like, in five seconds, someone's going to drop a tray and it. It happens right when he uh, says it's going to. He writes down everything Larry's going to say on a, like a piece of paper. 
right as Larry says it. Um, so Rita's like, okay, I'm going to spend the rest of the day with you just to see what happens. Right. Just out of genuine concern for you as a person. Yeah. So see, I, and I, I, I like this because like, he's like basically giving up the ego part of himself. Like this, this, yeah. like, this, this is where he, he gives, he kind of gives up that ego. And so the day he spends with her, like literally just them having a, a, a regular ass day, just like mm-hmm. being, being people. He's probably being his he's most being himself genuine. he's ever been in his entire life. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. no, um, uh, I can't think of the word, but he's not, he, there's no like, like ulterior motive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's not trying to bang her at this yeah. point. And he, he tells her that he's been a jerk this far. I mean, thus far. And, um, yeah, she, she stays with him, uh, falls asleep next to him in bed. Um, and, uh, while she's asleep, he, you know, he confesses that he does, uh, love her. And I think at this point it's more, it's less of like, I have to have you. And now more of like, I actually have seen the positive qualities inside you mm-hmm. yeah, and, you know, care about those. But it's still not like it's, I don't think it's still real love. I think at this point it's more like you're the only person that's actually like been nice to me now. Mm. So it's well, less it... of a purely sexual infatuation. Yeah. Now it's like, I well, like he... you, but I don't know how to parse that. So yeah. I love and he, you. He yeah. even admits that he doesn't deserve her. Yeah. yeah. But I think there is some semblance of love, at least, because in that earlier scene when he's calling that other girl, Rita, shows he has her on his mind. So she it has just some infatuation kind of at that. Point. Oh, yeah, that was just attraction. Yeah. All right. Like so, it, I think she has always been something for him to conquer. Like all, all the the before this, it was like yeah, she was challenged to he, overcome. Yeah, for him to overcome. And now he's like, oh, she's like a person. Oh, she <laughs> like she's genuine. Oh, she like all this stuff starting to come. You know, while while he while he's he's like he's like letting go of of the of the ego and all, and all the shit of it with himself. Um, yeah. So he can like you know actually become a better person. Yeah, the ego is a good a good word for it. Yeah, and he starts to have his. It's like a very minor, like Ebenezer Scrooge moment at this point, where he's like, maybe it's not all about you know what I can do for me, gluttony and yeah, yeah. lust. Yeah. So, so let's see, like, let's see what else is out there. Now he wakes up the next day alone, and he's like, "All right, I'm going to decide to help this homeless man that I see every day because uh, he's just going to fucking die." And um. You know, this gets real sad because uh, he learns at this point there's just certain things he can't change no matter how hard he tries. This guy's yeah. going to die today. Well, here's the interesting thing. Did you notice that the homeless guy remembers him? I did not. So the first the first Ooh. day, no. he gives him all the money in his pocket. Uh-huh. And then the next day, he takes the homeless guy for, like, for food. Yeah. Because he still sees that he – like the – he still sees that he's like freezing or whatever. Yep. So the next morning he comes back and he takes him for food and the homeless guy recognizes him. No, I, I think that's supposed to be the day he gave him the money. Is no, it's the not the same, same day. It's not the same day because I thought that too at first, but it's not the same day. Not when he gets him all the food, but I think when he takes him to the hospital and he dies. Yeah. Same day. It, it could very well be the same day because it's morning and night. Um, you know, it's morning when he gives him the money, and yeah. then it's it's night when he takes him to the hospital. I will say this is the first time I noticed. Uh, well, I, I also read about it, so it helped. But um, they the little bit that does lead to later is when he takes the guy to the hospital. You can see there's a kid in the background with a broken leg. That's the kid he saves from the. Oh, treatment. 
Huh, I didn't even notice that. Well, I'm still I'm still on my point. I still I still feel that he would recognize him. I think if you if you go back and watch the tapes, the 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 uh, evidence will speak for itself. Either way, the case you're, you're not I saving this. this uh, I had this thought that the old Thomas man used to be the mayor until Brian Doyle Murray blackmailed him. <laughs> he so, wanted that sweet sweet groundhog gig in for himself. Yeah. He's like Thomas man was God in this movie. Yeah. Uh, he's like the uh, God like is dead. Freeman <laughs> situation. All right, so now he's like, all right, time to improve my skill set. I'm gonna. Um... Oh, actually, he he did change at this point. He brought coffee and donuts to Rita and Larry in the morning. So he, um, McCall, is starting to be much nicer to them. He's like, time to improve the skill set. I'm gonna learn to ice sculpt. I'm gonna go to this piano teacher's house. And like give her a thousand dollars for a piano lesson. And I'd love just that like five second delay and just kicks this poor little teenage girl out on the porch. Yeah, that was that was it's like get the fuck out of here. I was like, show it, show the kid getting kicked out, show it, come on. Yes. I also it's- love thankfully she doesn't remember it, but that means for like ten years he did that to this poor girl. <laughs> yep. So did, did Tony were able to find was was ten years the official uh, number? More or less. It's According to as the I said, yeah, as I said, I, I guess the original idea was it was going to be like 10,000 years. Yeah. But uh, according to him during a uh, commentary track on the movie, he has said like he imagines it's probably about 10 years. OK, so um, Ned comes up to him, tries to talk to him. He just grabs Ned in <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the manliest of man hugs. And it's like, I don't know where you're going today, but can you call out sick? <laughs> Yeah, we got to get some, like, gay panic jokes in yep. there. So Ned's like, I got to go. Um, and then we go into what uh, what turns out to be the final day. And it starts with him just giving this awesome-ass speech that he's probably done, you know, hundreds of times now at the, be- the Groundhog Ceremony. Everyone's just watching that like, holy crap. Larry's like, you touched me. And then... Um, He's like, okay, I gotta go. I gotta go run errands. I gotta go save this kid who never fucking thanks me. Uh, his kid falls from a tree. He got changes a flat tire. He uh, saves uh, Brian Doyle Murray from choking on a steak. Um, and then we cut to the party that um, Phil's been avoiding going to this whole time. There's a the Groundhog Day celebration or whatever. And I like Larry's there with Nancy, and he does the old. Um, I'm going to give a, a bigger tip, a $2 tip, and then I'm going to pick $1 up when Nancy's not looking. <laughs> that move. Um, I, I do like, I do like how, um, like this whole day, yeah. um, fills with everything for everyone else but himself. Like yeah. The whole day. That's his whole focus is, is, every, is everyone else. He doesn't mm. talk about himself not one time the whole day. Yeah. He's trying to give everybody else a good day. Yeah. I feel like so, I feel like seeing the homeless guy die and knowing that he couldn't fix it was his moment of like, hey, I need to actually start like caring about things other than like outside of myself. Right. I call it the Uncle Ben moment. Uh, <laughs> great well, yeah. power becomes Some great responsibility. Like a come to Jesus moment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I, thought, I thought he liked rice. My bad. Yeah. I also I also think it is <laughs> funny you say come to Jesus. I also almost think it is a good moment to remind him he is not God because I don't know when he said that how much he actually believed it. And this is a reminder like, yeah, you're living the same day and you can't die, but you are, you can't, you know, affect things that much. Like things are still mm-hmm. 
you know, it's life. So um, he's now inside the party when Larry, Rita, and Nancy walk in there. Uh, he's playing the piano and he's tearing it up. Got some sweet mullets in this band. All over that. What's that? These blues brothers zing all over that yep. piano. It's like um, before it even showed him, I'm like, oh, he's wearing like some sunglasses. You know it. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, the piano teacher's there. He's like, he's my student. Like, so fucking proud. I'm gonna bang. Which, yeah. which also doesn't make any sense, because that means now, roughly 10 years later, he still went back there for a lesson yep. on this last that, day. That day, that day he, he went. When he, he clearly didn't keyboard. Well, the piano teacher probably was like, I don't want to have to play this whole fucking concert, so maybe I'll let him play a few songs and, and got him in into the gig. Like when they Either did the way, Wilds recital. <laughs> yep. He dances with Rita now, and everyone comes over and talks about how awesome Phil Connors is. And so now they're like, all right, time to auction off some people. Oh, wait, wait. Quick, I, I want to mention here, though. Did anyone notice the uh, newly married couple? Uh-huh. Yeah. That is Michael Shannon and one of his first movie roles. I did oh, not shit. know that was Michael Shannon. Yeah. Wow. And uh, Neil before Hayden Hayden Welch, I believe, the voice of Starfire. Hmm. Who's Michael Shannon? I don't remember. Him. He was Zod in Man of Steel. Oh, I will kill him. Yeah. That scary motherfucker was this young kid mm. that's like, yay wrestling tickets <laughs> i mean in all fairness this is this is 80s wrestlemania like yeah hey, i'm <laughs> not knocking it i just like well, it's hard to believe that's him will and i discovered that uh apparently jesse the body ventura has been following phil around for the entirety of the movie anyway so actually well it was 93 i wonder what wrestlemania it would have seen um what wrestlemania happened in 1993 it's too early for the rock oh wrestlemania 9 that's one of the worst ones ever there you go <laughs> yeah. that's the one where hulk hogan just showed back up in the company and like like the bad guy won the championship it was a yokozuna uh won the championship from bret hart and then immediately for whatever reason the bad guy immediately challenged hulk hogan to a match right there and hulk hogan beat him in like 30 seconds and so he's like oh hi i'm back i'm the champion now fuck wow. you bret hart yeah, it was it was pretty bad. But did he rip his shirt? Oh hell yeah. Okay, all right. Well, that's <laughs> all that matters. Yeah, brother. All right. So anyway, uh, so where are we now? So now we, now we have to bid for some people. We're selling we're selling the guys. Right. So uh, there's Two a bidding guys. war breaking out for uh, for Phil, which Rita wins by uh, spending her entire checkbook. Well, I like I like the most out of the scene is the fact that apparently they didn't have any bachelors like set beforehand. Yeah. This thing. It was like, everyone, come on down. It's like, we need volunteers. We didn't think this through. <laughs> so Larry's feeling all, all uh, you know, impressive now. He gets up there. No <laughs> one bids. Well, like an old lady bids for him. It's two bits. Two 25 bits. cents. Yep. Uh, like, you know, you can't hear it, but you could you could like. Just see the oh shit go across Chris Elliott's lips when he sees her. <laughs> <laughs> so meanwhile, uh, Phil and Rita, that, they probably did. Uh, so Phil uh, makes an I ice sculpture. The blow job. <laughs> <laughs> My two bits are a little saggier than they used to be. <laughs> All right, so. Phil, you know, um, he... I gave John a chapter and then the preacher out. <laughs> oh, good lord. So, 
Okay, I'll stop. Phil makes an ice sculpture of Rita. It's really pretty. Uh, I am disappointed that they didn't put, um, you know, juice on it and then eat it, unfortunately. But, uh, <laughs> that would have been funny. Yeah. So, Phil, though, he... Out of a Snoopy snow cone yeah. maker. <laughs> <laughs> that thing was the shit. That, um, we had that back in the day. They still make them. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Phil, he basically, he finds his happiness there with Rita. You know, they kiss, uh, apparently go back to his room. You know, it starts at 6 a.m. again. They're playing I Got You, Babe, but it's different commentary. And an arm reaches across and turns the radio off, and it's Rita. I just want to point out. Mm -hmm. I want to point out. Because because this is the last day. Yeah. He he had been spending money like like wild. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He he bought. Fucked. He bought Ned's his entire insurance package. <laughs> yeah. He bought everything he's, from life to he's home. He's gonna cancel him. those checks. And then... <laughs> yep. <laughs> those WrestleMania tickets that was in Caesar's Palace in Las Vegas. Um, you know he uh, he bought a new tire. Uh, he bought a bunch of different things that day. A lot of shit. Like, yeah. A shit ton of money. Now he has the skills now to back up. You know the purchase. He can like you know work. You know make him a, a ton of money now. All the things he learned. But yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's got a couple of PhDs now. Yeah. <laughs> he's multilingual. Yeah, he'll be all right. <laughs> For that so, matter, we're assuming he didn't rob the bank again. Uh, I would I would think that, that that him doing you know all the things for other people like like him stealing you yeah, know mm-hmm. would, would, wouldn't wouldn't have have qualified him to to, to make the day a good day for everyone. Hopefully mm. not. <laughs> that would be really messed up though. Yeah. They could keep all that money. <laughs> But the rest of the town goes broke. <laughs> he's he's the in charge of everything now. Yeah, he's the Mister Burns. I'm the juggernaut, bitch. Um, so we see now there there were ha- the blizzards uh, aftermath has taken hold and there's snow everywhere now. There's no people outside. It's a new day. Phil's like Phil and Rita go outside. He's like, let's live here. Let's run down the street in the middle of the street like assholes. <laughs> That was and, a shitty uh, blizzard. That yeah, kept that, yeah. This like, like that was like three inches of snow. Like yeah, like <laughs> three inches of snow. All the snow was it's melted out of the street at that point. Yeah, like pools open. It's six in the morning too. Like that should not be that clear yet. <laughs> um. So yeah, and that's it. Like we cut back to the clouds. We get that shitty weatherman song again. Movie over. I I did like that. Chris Elliott implied <laughs> that Bill Murray was gonna bang the head, the ground dog when he stole it. Oh yeah, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's the end of uh, Groundhog Day. Sweet romantic comedy. Hmm, I don't know. Toby, what does Rotten Groundhogs have to say about this film? Well, the critics on on this gave it a ninety six percent certified fresh. Audience gave it an eighty eight percent. All right, that's their thoughts and opinions. What about you and yours, Rob? I mean, yeah, this is still a fun movie. It's it's very enjoyable, very watchable. Um, it just it holds a different meaning for me now because I don't really look at it as such a romantic comedy as I do just this guy learning to not be an absolute creep monster. Mm. Um, Because the beginning of this movie is pretty dark. (laughs) He's just, he's like downright rapey in a lot of this. Um, But I do appreciate that he like learns to kind of look beyond himself. And then uh, out of that, he, he gets to experience actual romance. So I guess in that way, it's, 
kind of a romantic comedy, but I feel like the the romance takes a real backseat to just his personal growth. Um, but you know, overall, overall, I enjoyed it. I you know, I always enjoy watching Groundhog Day. All right, Will. Yeah, pretty similar opinion to uh, to what Rob said. It was it holds up extremely well. It's you know, some beats are still pretty funny. Like Bill Murray's great in it, um, as he is in most things. Um, but like we said at the top, you watch it as a child and you have this certain opinion of it. And, you know, it's on TNT every freaking Saturday. And you're like, oh, it's this, it's, you know, he's at this point in his process. I'll tune in and, and watch it from there for a little bit. Um, and as you age, you kind of realize, okay, it's not just straight up comedy. There's some uh, underlying stuff of like, this dude is uh, kind of a monster, like, you know, how many times did he hook up with Nancy Taylor? And, you know, how many times did he try to gaslight, gaslight Andy McDowell into tricking her into trying to sleep with him? Um, but there is at least a bit of a, a turn where it makes it um, he's not like a totally uh, evil character where he does. Re- he he does realize that he's um, made mistakes and has kind of, and kind of goes on a better path. Um, but, yeah, extremely uh, enjoyable um total recommend from for me joe uh solid a um i can't really think of anything with it that i would change um i it's not an a plus because of that fucking weatherman song that's it <laughs> i I change that um that's so what that's raindrops my... are falling on my head no I, I don't know i wouldn't use that one but uh <laughs> you know it's uh yeah i can't really say much else it's it's not a perfect movie but it's close it's a solid day. Brian. Yeah, this this movie's great. Like um uh like Rob was saying, you know, as a kid, I didn't quite get the underlying tones of it. It just seemed like, like a fun, wacky idea of a movie is he you know live the same day every over and over and over again. As an adult, I realized how much torture that would actually be <laughs> and and <laughs> how much how much actual strength it takes to like to to get past the torture part to actually to enrich yourself. Because work in retail? Yeah, <laughs> toward, toward the because toward the end of the movie, like like he he no longer is is trying to like get over on a person. He's he he literally like he changed who he is to to be someone who, who's looking to enrich themselves to like be a better person, and like that takes a lot of a lot of courage and strength when you've been been shitty for so long because because you, you might you know put yourself in your own spiral to to, to, to just keep doing what, what you've been doing. But like all this he went through helped him you know do that so as an adult i'm like oh I, I you know i i see that that want that tone of the movie now and so i still enjoy the movie you know even as adult so um i'd give it an a as well you know and and even though there are some 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 cringy ideas behind some scenes whatever like it doesn't actually get cringy you know what i mean right um, yeah like a lot of movies from from the from the late 80s early 90s will can be cringy as fuck you know? <laughs> um, this one doesn't quite hit hit that hit that 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 that, that line. So, so I don't know. Still he, he gropes it. her pretty hard in some of those. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess mean, for yeah, me yeah. it's not like necessarily cringy, but it's just like darker than you remember yeah, it as a kid. Yeah, and yeah, like, and like, I don't know if I would show it to my child at such a young age that I saw it, but at least like uh, even even the even the 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 the, the, the scene that scene in particular where he you know he's all hands on her like she has ownership of herself and she and she. Right. she 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 like puts him down thoroughly and you know and 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 she doesn't not pass it to his bullshit you know what I mean right so, she's got a standard um, yeah so um but yeah you know it's it's I give it a day you know I, I definitely uh, I'd watch it again I'll watch it you know next year you know whatever yeah yeah uh I'm in the same boat and yeah what you're saying is very true because you know again not just that she has her own agency and everything but it had part of what I read was also the 
intentionally avoided going too dark with some of the stuff because living a life with no consequences means he could be doing a lot more. And yeah. here at least he accepts no means no and things like that. Uh, but yeah, it is, you know, again, I, as a kid, enjoyed it for just the funness of it. Uh, and it is kind of like, I'm sure it's not the first, but it's the grandfather of the Reliving the Day movies. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, yeah, it just, uh, you know, I, I appreciate it more now, even with the darker side to it. It's basically the the second dark, twisted version of like the Scrooge fairy tale that we get from Bill Murray. But uh, it, it's it's really well done. Uh, it's an enjoyable watch. So, yeah, I appreciate it. I like it. I'd recommend it. So we're all given a recommend. So we're recommending Groundhog's Day from 1993. What else we got for the people, Rob? Well, I do believe it is Joe's turn to roll. Let me fire this app up. <laughs> you ready for me, baby? You ready? You got your list? It's yeah, randomized. Okay. You're good. You're good. It's all set. All right. Patang, I rolled a four. Okay. All right. Ooh, that's pretty cool. All right. And four is uh, X2, X-Men United. Oh. I wonder that's how this one, That's a good one, Brian. That's a good one. We'll see. That's not X3. <laughs> <It's> not X3. <laughs> no. It's not Last Stand. Yeah. yeah. I mean, is... we, we've had, we've had, um, you know, over a decade of, of you know, Listen, Marvel movies done done we better. To, we have to look at this in a vacuum. Yeah, yeah. Like we did with Spider-Man 2. Yeah. <laughs> You're just mad because Brian Cox <laughs> gets... He's drowned back, I know the thing. I don't. <laughs> and now he's now he's just shilling McDonald's. All right. At so. least he doesn't electrocute himself in a tub. Okay. That's true. <laughs> the mean, ring? Oh no. yeah. Wait, what? Like in the ring? He's in the ring? Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen that movie since it like you know came out. He was Samara's father. All right. Cool. <laughs> anyway. All right, gentlemen, I gotta take a dump. Hi, right, Joe. So. Right. uh... Let's info. let's wrap this up. Gentlemen, remember we this five you. bucks. You can listen to Joe. <laughs> Take it down. That's right. <laughs> Please don't <laughs> spend that. <laughs> I'll, I'll record it, but you're going to be disappointed with what you get. <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you so much for uh, for joining me today. Um, listeners, thank you. You guys are great. Uh, I want to give a special shout out to our Patreon subscribers. Uh, you guys make this all happen, and we really do appreciate everything that you do. Uh, for everybody else, if you want to hear our older episodes, you can find our complete episode archive at 4mpodcast.podbean.com. Uh, you can, of course, support us by picking up some merchandise at teespring.com slash 4mpodcast. You can, of course, support the podcast elsewise. Like I said, get pa- access to patrons-only content uh, at patreon.com slash 4ampodcast. You can email us at the4ampodcast at gmail.com. And uh, other than that, you can just tune in to our next episode, X2, X-Men United. Anything else, gentlemen? Oh, that's it. Yeah. Deuces. Have Adios. a lovely, lovely day. Bye. Good night, everybody. <laughs>